UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Well, I'm not going to read that, but I have, a, I have something that I can... Okay, and now i got to hit my brand here real quick. Intro. Back to another episode of the Typical Septic Podcast. I know I've, I just finished up another podcast, and I said I wasn't going to be live tonight, but then... This 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 episode seemed so interesting with my next guest. That, like I felt like I had to do it live. So um, even if you guys don't tune in now, you can tune in later. And uh, I just uh, want to say uh, my guest tonight is Jim Gerard. Jim has been on. I consider Jim a really good friend. He's been on my show. I think this is the ninth or tenth time that Jim's been on, and he's just a wealth of knowledge when uh, it comes. I just uh, want to say uh, my guest tonight is Jim Gerard. Jim has been on. Oh, I'm sorry. That was planned. That was planned. Oh my god. But anyway, so that was. What's that? That was your doppelganger. Yeah, that was my doppelganger. That was exactly it. So, um, but Jim, Jim has been on my show ten times, I think, and I consider him a good friend, and he's the author of. The books Dice Code Divination, Rise of the New Mythic Leaders in the Hunt for Buried Treasure, and Journey into Eternity, the Singularity Adventure. Um, Jim does Dice Code Divination. He'll do that for you, or he'll also do palm readings for you. You just have to email him, and he'll set it up with you. It's really cool. Um, I have the alphabet dice here. He sent me them. I, I like to use them and try to decode stuff myself, but I can't do it like him. And the last thing I wanted to tell you guys before we get we we, we start with Jim tonight is um, this stuff I've been using. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm this is a shameless plug. But when you when you look in the description of my video, you'll see that I have affiliates now, and those affiliates help. They don't pay me cash, but they if I if I sell one of their products, you know they'll give me something for it. So. I actually wanted to wait until I used this stuff. And you can see mine's, I don't know, mine's completely empty. It's called Shilaji. Okay, and what this stuff is, I never had heard of it before. It's a, it's a natural Ayurvedic medicine. It helps with all kinds of stuff. I'm trying to see the, the paper here that I had that explained everything that it does. But it's just amazing. It, help, it can help. Oh, wait, here it is. It's the paper right here. This is what I wrote down. And uh, this is, these are, oh, no, I thought, no, never mind. I thought I had it. But. Well, this is really turning out great. But anyway, this Shilaji stuff, it can help with a lot of stuff. Just look it up. It's great. If It's a good way to support the podcast. Uh, the link's in the description. And also, uh, Intuitive Readings by Deborah Moffitt. You know, she's another sponsor, too. Check all that out. If you, It's a great way to help yourself and help support the show. And also, support to get to a hold of Jim, too, and get his services because he's an amazing person. Now, um, 
what I wanted to get into, I just want to give the floor to Jim. Jim, thank you for coming back on. How are you? Good. I'm feeling particularly good this time around. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun show. Um, I, I, uh, I'm excited about this. I love talking about psi abilities. So when would you say, uh, if you want me to, do you want me to start reading um, the, um, the, the talking points you gave me? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll start reading. Here's the first one. In 1954 at age two, I fell out of a third story window. This is Jim. This is what happened to Jim, not me. He fell out of a third story window and nearly died with internal injuries and a broken leg, which activated your Kundalini. There was no memory of this throughout your whole life, and because it was such a big mystery, he became like a detective seeking any kind of knowledge about numerous subjects. Tesla, UFOs, science, religion, electronics, divination, demonology, magic, and so on. The issue of hypnosis to recall events of the accident always rejected because he didn't know if he wanted to re-experience the painful trauma by bringing it all back up. So instead, he tried to connect the dots and reassemble the mosaic puzzle. And if you just want to comment on that, Jim, or whatever you think. So what happened? Like, if you could maybe explain the story better. Yeah, I uh, fell out of a third-story window at the age of two and uh, almost died from it. And I, I believe what happened is what happens to a lot of people during a, an accident or after an accident, the Kundalini gets woken up. And um, it sort of activates the psychic abilities, but uh, it's not the same as a person who's born with a psychic wiring, like the, their brain is wired in a psychic sort of way where they can separate their own thoughts from what's coming in from the outside. That's, that's interesting. So yours was, you're just saying your Kundalini awakening was triggered by this, 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 this accident. And yeah. did you did you feel the energy? And did you know how to accept it at first? I I didn't realize anything about the Kundalini until I was in my twenties or thirties. But um, I, I wanted to mention uh, this guy uh, Peter Herkos. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Probably no. not, because he was he was pretty much famous like in the early nineteen sixties. What happened was he he was on a ladder. And uh, he fell off the ladder and wound up in the hospital. And the next day he discovered that he had psychic abilities, which he didn't have before. That's interesting. So um, so have you heard more things like this where accidents can trigger oh, psychic abilities? Yeah. It's a common thing. It happens all the time. Well, I was thinking, like, if, if we have something traumatic happen to us, that kind of triggers, like, things in us. But, like, a lot of times people think that it, it triggers, like, maybe, like, mental health problems and stuff like that. But, like, do you think that's because maybe they're not reading their psychic energy? It's probably a fine line between, uh, you know, mental health and psychic abilities. I mean, a lot of times you could think there could be something like mental health rise, but maybe you're just not tapping in, or maybe that's like intuition. Maybe you're, it's a heightened state of awareness or intuition. Yeah, there's a real distinct difference between a person like myself who's born, you know, like everybody else with no psychic abilities. Uh, you're, you're probably like that yourself. And, and a psychic is born with that kind of wiring in their brain. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's the, the I my abilities are coming on like slowly. It seems like like I don't think I can give people readings just yet, but I feel like my intuition has increased. The more I research, the more um, I meditate, the more I I just do podcasts and look into this stuff. It seems like the more my psychic abilities turn on. Yeah, that's why I you know the, the write ups that I sent you uh, mentioned this idea of uh, getting these downloads. And um, the, the reason the downloads come is because you're basically not psychic to begin with. But there are certain things that you need to, uh, it's like you need to have certain tools to get through certain areas of your life. So you get this download and it's a psychic download, but the download can go away because you really weren't born with that psychic wiring. So, so what, what's the download? I mean, like, have you had many downloads? Yeah, I've had about four, three or four. And how does it come to you as compared to like regular information? Do you, do you, does it seem like an epiphany? Uh, why don't we get to the second talking point and then we'll go over it. Okay, so the second talking point is, at age 19, I received a type psychic telepathic download. I could now engage in telepathic communication with others which was silent, and the ability to see the colors in someone's aura. This ability lasted a few weeks. Right. Yeah, so, I remember very distinctly, uh, I, I was sitting on a park bench downtown, and uh, I was sitting next to a friend of mine, and uh, I turned around and looked at him. He was sitting on my right. And uh, his face was glowing, sort of a yellow, golden sort of color. And uh, I, I sort of felt my energy sort of moving towards him. And I, and I said to him, uh, Joe, what, what are you doing? What's going on? And uh, I, I really thought that what was happening was that we were communicating telepathically. And then the other guy that was sitting on the other side of him, stood up and he said, communication breakdown. And what did he mean by that? What he meant was at that time, there was about a half a dozen to 10 people in the town where I lived that were developing these psychic abilities. And did you know them? Yeah, I knew them all. And what, why do you think their their abilities were triggered besides yours? Like. Do you think that they, their, theirs were more natural? Uh, well, natural, if, if a download is natural, yeah, then it's natural. But uh, it, it's kind of a phenomena that had a bit of mystery to it. And I never really understood why all of these people that knew each other were all getting these psychic downloads all at the same time. I was going to say, where do you think a psychic download comes from? It comes from the need to have an extra tool in your life to get through whatever it is that you're going through. That's interesting. So it, it can be so a psychic download can almost be like a coping mechanism. Yes. That's so interesting. I've never thought about that. I, it's so I guess like people that are having a hard time or that are going through some kind of trauma can kind of like use their psychic abilities to kind of put it at ease if they know how to channel it right? 
I, I think so. That's so, that's so interesting. That, yeah. Um, now, uh, I'll get to the third point. It says, you say psychics are wired completely different than the average person. You say you're not one of them. Your wiring is like the average person's wiring. Your kundalini was activated as a result of an accident, and you received psychic downloads at various times while others assume that you're psychic, but you tell them you're not. You, wasn't bo you weren't born with psychic wiring, and the abilities you get from downloads eventually go away. Yeah, I what you know, people assume that I have psychic abilities or or maybe I am a psychic, but I always tell them I'm, I'm not psychic because whatever psychic abilities that I have, they last for a while then they go away. And when I do have them, I don't seem to have any control over it. Yeah, that makes me think, like, I wonder why that even happens. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you this. You do the dice code divination, and then you do actually you do palm readings, too. Like, for the for the fans that don't know you, that are just getting to know you, can you talk about the dice code divination and the palm readings and how that interacts with, like, your psychic ability? Okay. Uh, usually what they do is they eventually buy the, the dice, and they do the dice throws at home. And uh, it's, it's a process where you're bypassing the thinking mind and you're accessing your higher self. And so your, your higher self is sending a message into the letters. And then they type out the letters. They send me the letters. I decode the letters. And then that message from the, the higher self goes into my higher self. And then I send them the reading. And then when they look at the reading, the message from the higher self goes back into the higher self. And this whole process is like uh, higher self to higher self telepathy. Yeah, but it's, it's coming through a message. And, 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 and why do you use the alphabet dice, would you say? They're better than Boggle. Okay. But do you think they have like a special psychicness to them, their self, or... No, they're just regular dice, but whatever psychic energy they may possess is what you put into them. Yeah. And then do you do you usually have to meditate before you do a reading for someone or before you decode it? Or, like, how do you go about decoding it? Well, the decoding process is kind of long and hard to explain. The, uh, the dice method isn't hard to learn. But it takes a long time. You have to practice because, see, like, like right now we're in the awake state, okay? And we're talking back and forth. And so I'm addressing you with the thinking mind. And you're hearing it with the thinking mind. And you're responding with the thinking mind. So it's back and forth, thinking mind to thinking mind. But when you do this method, you're not addressing the thinking mind. It's... The thinking mind is addressing your higher self. Almost like, like hypnosis, right? Or how hypnosis can access the higher self. Yeah, there are many routes to get there to the higher self. And hypnosis is one of them. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, and then do you think we can contact our higher self just like on our own, like as like um, through meditation? Yes, there's lots of different methods. I mean, 
eventually something from the higher self is is going to penetrate through your thinking mind and there, there may even be some sort of a phenomenal event happening all around you because of you know uh, our auras are sort of like a geomagnetic field and they're, they're very uh very wide there's a lot of energy inside a person's aura and it's directly connected with the magnetic field of the earth and the universe Oh, you know what I just thought about? I, you know what I thought would be really cool to tell people? This is off topic, but I, I, I think this is so cool because you were mentioned on Art Bell. Like, guys, if you don't know, back in the day, Jim developed plans for a time machine. And, and Steve Gibbs was on Art Bell. Okay. And when Steve Gibbs came on Art Bell, Steve, you woke up Steve Gibbs. It's Steve Gibbs, the famous time machine guy who he sold time machines. He goes on Art Bell and he says, I got the schematic from this guy named Jim Gerard. And when I heard this, I, I heard it recently. So I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I've had Jim on my show. And then I emailed Jim about it. I was like, Hey, did you know that Steve Gibbs mentioned your name on Art Bell? Can you, can you tell the audience how that happened? And then like, um, just how you got into time travel. Okay. I, I received a schematic from the inventor and, uh, he, he was returning from the mountains, and uh, when he came up the stairs, he said to me, I'm, I'm going to turn a piece of wood into a magnet. So he pulled out this device, and he plugged it into the wall, and it had it had two magnets actually on the end of it. One was an electromagnet, and the other one was a Sumerian cobalt, which is a very powerful man-made magnet. And he put the two magnets together, and he... Uh, pressed it up against a wooden desk and he tuned it. There was a like a tuner on top. And after he, he got done doing that, uh, the loose magnet, the Sumerian cobalt magnet stayed on the wood. It was magnetized. That's so, that's so interesting. So how did that relate to time travel? Okay. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain because what he was doing with this device was um, the current was going one way and it was going the opposite way at the same time. It's probably the best way to, to explain it. And then he said to me, this device demonstrates the secrets of time travel and space travel. That's amazing. But like how, how, I mean, like I'm trying to figure out like how this would work. It, it works by creating like a toroid. A toroid. Oh, like a toroidal field? Yeah, it's a toroidal field. That's, that's, that's uh, uh, Flick's love from the, the comments. He, he just commented, he said like vor vortexes and Merkaba energy, sort of. Is that what he means? A, a spinning vortex... Yeah, you can think of it as a vortex. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. So do you think that, like, Steve Gibbs' machine actually worked? And, like, do you think he actually time traveled? I, I have one. You have? Okay. Did it work? I mean, would you say it worked for you? It, it worked the first time I used it. And, and where did you go? It wasn't like I went somewhere, but what I experienced was uh, what I would best describe as a uh, 
like a like a disc, like about yay big. It was kind of like spinning through the air, and it went right through me. That's insane! Wow, like so. Okay, I'm trying to think of where to go with this. Like, um, so so you're saying that time travel is definitely possible? Then can we go to the past and future? Uh. You can go to either one, but, uh, you know, like we were discussing before in a previous interview, uh, the future doesn't really exist. So when you arrive at the future through time travel, uh, there's, there's a matrix already there. But the reason that that matrix is there is because you're traveling to a place where there is no matrix, and that creates a vacuum, and that vacuum is pulling thought forms out of your subconscious mind and it's creating the matrix from your subconscious. That's because we live in a matrix and our thoughts create our reality, right? Right. That's so interesting. And wasn't that you and I who we interviewed someone and they said, or was that you who said um, someone went to the future and all they saw was like static? No, uh, I don't remember that one, but I did tell you a story about uh, Arthur Matthews, who was um, Tesla's assistant, who wrote a book called um, It Happened in Quebec. And in that story, uh, he had this Tesla scope, which is a device that would shoot out a beam. And uh, when the flying saucer was in the vicinity, uh, it would make a, like a ringing sound. And he knew that the, that these these two people from Venus that were in a flying saucer were coming to land. They, they were showing up like a, on a regular basis. And they, their names were Frank and Francis. And uh, they stepped out of the UFO and they said to him, we brought a time machine with us. And it was like a round ball. And they said, um, you know, you can travel into the future if you like. So, you know, he stepped in and they turned it on. And he wound up in the year... 1974 so so the book must have been written probably around 1959 or early 60s but when he stepped out of the 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 ball uh everything was dead it was like a desert and the only thing that was alive was a a dinosaur out in the distance what what does that mean like what, what 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 so like was he was he was in some kind of dystopian like reality? The 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 matrix that he wound up stepping into in 1974 was was created by his subconscious mind. So whatever he was thinking created that matrix. Yeah, because he believed that the world was going to go total, you know, destructo from nuclear weapons. So when he arrived in 1974, he he, he was seeing what he believed. That's so interesting. You re- remember uh, the, the, the story that I always found interesting about time travel, and then we'll move back on to the psychic stuff, was the Madman Markham story. Do you remember that from Art Bell? Yeah, that was fascinating. It really was because he actually – he was throwing like guinea pigs and hamsters through it, and they were ending up like blocks away. And he had like a – he generated like some kind of field. 
that he that he was going to step into. And then I remember, you know, like he disappeared for a while. Then he came back on in 2015 and told Art his whole story. And I guess he stepped in that field and he ended up like, I can't remember where it was. I, I remember it was two years in the future, but or no, it was like two weeks later or something. And he couldn't remember anything. And he ended up in like a homeless shelter. You remember that? Yeah. But the thing, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that it actually worked. That like the madman Markham actually traveled in time as well. Oh yeah. There's been a lot of inventors that have invented some really incredible things that you never hear about. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Paradox Fossils just said again, He, uh, this is another one. He wrote, uh, astral time travel and time slips. So do you believe that too, that we can try time travel and astrally? Yeah, there's natural vortex uh, phenomena that exist where, I mean, look at, you know, Loch Ness Monster. Um, you know, this thing, it's like a plesiosaur, but plesiosaurs don't exist anymore. So it's possible that a plesiosaur from 25 million years ago, you know, swam through a natural vortex, traveled through time and wound up in Loch Ness. Or maybe it can go in and out of reality. Maybe it's a creature like, you know, like maybe that's a portal there. Like I would, you know, I'd love to know, like, that's a, that's so interesting. I'd love to know if they, they found anything like, um, you know, like if they ever had UFO sightings or other cryptids around that area, do you know if they did? I, I wouldn't know that, you know, right offhand, but what you're alluding to is something that has been reported. Oh, wow. That's that's so interesting. So that yeah, makes sense. Maybe there's like a time travel portal there. Yeah, there, there's a lot of connections between portals, UFOs showing up and Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, and and Dogman now too. It seems like Dogman's like a big one too. Like, do you do you believe that Dogman's pretty real? Yeah, but I'm I'm not packing my bags to go to his planet. <laughs> you always make me laugh. Like that was a good one. Like, yeah, I, I wonder where they come from. You know, it's so interesting to think about. Like that these things like exist in another reality and then they kind of slip into our reality for a little bit you know do whatever they're going to do and but then some people say that um bigfoot and dogman are like kind of like um reconnaissance agents for the ufos like the ufos drop them off and they do whatever for them and then they they maybe they they take them back what do you think about that yeah i've, I've read some things about bigfoot being like uh you know because of their physical size and everything that they're sort of like the worker bees for extraterrestrials, but um, I I don't look at it as you know slavery or having a job or anything like that. I just I just think that they have a a real good working relationship with with the ETs. Yeah, pro- probably right. That's yeah. so interesting. Like, um, it makes me think. You know, it makes me think like if uh, if that's really what it is, because you always see them together. Right. You, I mean, like every time somebody has a and even people have spirit activity, too. So I was wondering, do you think the spirit realm is the same as the extraterrestrial or, or whatever this realm is like? Or do you think those exist on two different planes? Yeah, this this is a mention of uh, an underworld like like in the Vedic cosmology 
uh, when they talk about the creation of the universe, uh, they talk about the, these two areas, one on top and one on the bottom. And the one on top is basically, uh, you know, the heavenly realms and the heavenly planets and that sort of thing. And the, the lower realm is what they call the netherworld or, uh, you know, I guess you can call it hell or uh, un underworld, you know, type of beings. And, uh, you know, we happen to know for a fact that, you know, there's a lot of tunnels that come from the inner earth up to the surface. So, like, you know, these beings, they can just travel through these tunnels. And make oh, so you think they might be inner earth beings? Yeah. That's that's pretty. So do you think that's what the reptilians, too, that they might be? Like, like so, so that makes me think, do you think they're all indigenous or, or do you? Yeah, they're more indigenous to this planet than we are. So you think we came from somewhere too? Like we we came from like a different planet? Yeah, there there was some uh, human-like hominids, you know, running around, you know, billions, millions of years ago, and, and their, you know, their DNA was spliced with extraterrestrials, and you know, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, what I wanted to get back to was the psychic stuff. Um, you, when the, the, the fourth thing you wrote here was uh, second psychic download, along with clear audience, you became able to move objects with your mind. You mentioned this in a previous interview, you said. I don't remember it. Do you, if you could, well, I have a lot of new viewers. So if you could tell the audience about what you mentioned in a previous interview and then how you got clear audience and the ability to move stuff with your mind. Okay. You remember me telling you about the, the light bulbs that were popping and exploding. No, can you can you tell it again? Because we have a lot of new people watching. Okay, I I started noticing like everywhere I went, it, these light bulbs were popping and exploding. So you know, I kept thinking, what the hell is causing that? And then uh, one day I was at work, and um, the scissors flew off the bench all by itself. And it was right around that time that I realized that, uh, you know, I, I was having all of these uh, emotional problems and I was very angry, you know, when I was younger because of, you know, things people did to me and things like that. But what I didn't realize was every time I got angry, a, a light bulb would pop. So how do you think this this came about? Like, were you were you trying to increase your psychic abilities at this point, or was it just kind of coming to you? No, I wasn't trying to do anything. I, I had no interest in popping light bulbs. Yeah, and then you said Claire Audience came along with it. What like what? How did that come about? Okay, I, I was laying down in my bunk, falling asleep one time uh, in the in the Hare Krishna temple. And all of a sudden, I, I heard in my right ear uh, what sounded like a voice talking inside of a tin can. And, and the voice said, thank you for worshiping my deity. What do you think that meant? That's deep. Yeah, it was a message from the Godhead. Oh, okay. Well, can you explain to people like who you mean like? Do you mean like source or what the Vedics would call God? Yeah, if you want, you know, if you want to approach it 
from the impersonal side, you know, we call it the creator, we call it the, the source, you know, a bunch of different names. But if you attach a personal name to it, it would be Krishna or Jesus or Buddha or, you know, whatever you familiarize yourself with. That's so cool. That's so interesting. So what how, what happened from this point? Like, did you notice that, like, your psychic abilities were even increasing? Because then it says you went to um, the third download that you had. You had the third psychic download, the ability to make physical objects vanish into thin air. This is wild. I, I almost have to be a little bit skeptical on this one. Like, you know, I love you, man. But, like, did you really – were you able to really make phys- physical objects vanish into thin air? I, I never thought that I was the one that was doing it. How, what did you see vanish into thin air? This is amazing. Okay, I, I have like this habit. Uh, every day, like when I come in the door, I throw my keys on the fridge, which has a magnet, and I put my business cards on top of the coffee maker, okay? Now, you know, the thing is, you don't want to lose your keys and you don't want to lose your business cards. Yeah, so I, I put these items in the same spot every single day when I come in. I, I, I never fail to do that because I know if I lose either one of those two things, I'm, I'm going to be in anxiety. Yeah. Okay, so, so one morning I wake up and the business cards are not on top of the coffee maker. That, well, what do you think happened to them? They just vanished. They vanished. And they showed up a week later. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you think that, do you think that's like a, I, I sometimes attribute that to like simulation theory, that like things could happen around us due to be the fact that we live in a simulation and we get like Mandela effects and stuff like that. Well, it's, it's kind of a slippery slope, you know, for me to say that I have these abilities because even when I was ex- experiencing it myself, I never felt that I was doing it, but that there was some sort of force or energy around me that was doing it. Where do you think that comes from? If you had to guess. Yeah, the thoughts and desires of your subconscious mind. And do you, you think the subconscious, would you say the subconscious is basically your higher self? Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, now, okay, one one thing that we put in the uh, pyrokinesis, um, how did that happen? I, I never had pyrokinesis, but the point that I was, you know, trying to make in the write-up was that, um, you know, because I had this near-death accident, I considered hypnosis. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Can you tell people what, about your near-death experience? What happened with that? I fell out of a third-story window when I was two years old. Oh, okay. That that was You're referring to that one. Okay. Do you remember anything from it? or? No, no. That's the whole point. So that's why I developed, uh, you know, I turned into like a detective that was searching for knowledge. Yeah, you you right here in the fourth download, you said it's about to happen soon. You started watching X-Files with the first season episodes, which I love, by the way. You got me watching the X-Files now. Like, I started watching, I'll just tell you, I started watching season 16. But, like, 
because it, it seemed like that I like that because it was a little bit newer. But um, that was a great show, man. Like it seemed it's, it seems like th that's where people got a lot of their their theories from. Like you know, kind of like a soft disclosure. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it really it really was. Um, but I'll continue reading here on the particular episode, which was about pyrokinesis, the ability to generate fire. You started thinking what it would be like to have this ability and the revelation hit you. It was going through a backdoor channel. It had some effect as hypnosis, but a painful drama of digging up an old memory. You realized the nature of the next download would be receiving very shortly some sort of psychic mystical weapon, a protective shielding from dark invasive thought forms. And this download would happen on a global scale as though it was the next evolutionary step for mankind to survive. Wow, that's deep. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, you know, I went back and watched all of the X-Files episodes, you know, from the beginning to the end, like a year or so ago. And I decided to do it again because the thing that really amazed me about the X-Files is, what they were saying 40 years ago is happening right now. Like what? Do you remember anything that they were saying? Or... All of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, reducing the population and where UFOs come from and who they are and what they're doing and how they're entwined with the, the system. Everything that they were showing is... Exactly. You know, one thing, one thing I, when I was watching season 16, which is on Amazon prime, by the way, I, I, I highly recommend it. I think David Duchovny is a great actor, but when I was watching season 16, um, they were talking about ARVs and I couldn't believe that. I was like alien. Re I knew right away. I said alien reproduction vehicles. It's like they already knew, but that was still 2016. So that material had been out for a while. They probably got that from watching something like this, a podcast, but still it was cool that they, they talked about it. And the fact that people letting people know that the government has ARVs. Yeah. You have to do it with comedy and science fiction because you just can't come out and say these things directly. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think if they put out the X-Files now, that would be a huge thing. Like it would probably do insane, right? I mean, well, uh, they're probably not putting out the X-Files because now we're living the X-Files. Yeah, it seems so, right? It yeah. really does. We're in it. Wow, I never really thought about that. Yeah, I want to get back to the pyrokinesis thing again. Okay. Okay, th this idea about going through hypnosis, uh, I thought about it, you know, my whole life, basically. But I never wanted to go through hypnosis because I didn't want to remember the accident because I, I might re-experience the pain of it. Okay, so what happened when I, when I saw this X-Files a week ago about the pyrokinesis, this got me thinking. And as a result of getting a, a revelation from watching it, it had the same effect as having hypnosis done, but this time it was like going through a backdoor channel. And what so do you I, mean by that? My, my whole life was completely fragmented because of this accident and not having any memory. And so I was always trying to connect the dots. So I became yeah. like this uh, 
knowledge detective, you know, just want yeah. to know everything, connect all the dots and understand everything, right? Yeah. yeah my, my life was fragmented. What do you mean by that? No matter how many dots I put together, the whole picture wasn't there. Because maybe maybe it's not meant to be like that, right? Well, what I'm saying is when I saw the X-Files a week ago, that fragmentation went away. That that's uh that's so that's so it's so interesting. We got comments from the chat. I just wanted to say uh, someone's or sorry, someone said X Files season one episode one's a and that was Maya from SOSQHC. She says it speaks on black goo body snatching. So you're exactly right. We're living all that now. Yeah, we're in it. That's, that's amazing. Um, sorry, go um, go go back. What were you were saying then about the? Okay. All these other interviews that I've done with you, uh, I was completely fragmented. But I'm no longer fragmented. So does that mean you'll get more downloads? Okay. Um, what, what changed was my perception about getting downloads and what being psychic was all about. Everything changed completely. And, and then what happened instead was... Uh, this this realization I got from watching the X-Files made me realize about these downloads, how they were happening, why they were happening. I never knew that before. Rox Rachel says, what, what reason, hi Rox, he says, what reason do you think you were fragmented? Because I didn't know the whole story. I couldn't remember the accident. I had no memory uh -huh. of the accident. You know, you got to understand it. A two-year-old has an accident like that, falls out of a third-story window. I mean, the whole neighborhood was at my house, and they were all freaking out. It was very emotional, and I came within, you know, twenty seconds of dying. And uh, you know, my I turned blue from head to toe, had internal injuries and a broken leg. Oh wow! You know, so. The whole, my whole family was traumatized by this, and and the whole neighborhood was talking about it. It was a, it was a big thing, and I never knew any of the details of the accident, and so I went, I went to the, uh, the library, and I looked under microfish, and I got the uh, news report from the newspaper, and it said child falls from third story window. When I took the article showed it to my mother. I showed it to her like this. I said, what's this? It says child falls from third story window. But but the story that was going around was that I jumped. How could a two-year-old jump like that? It's impossible, right? I didn't. I didn't jump. But that was the story. It was a it was a false story that was created by all this emotional hysteria over the fact it was a two-year-old and he, he fell out of a third-story window. Yeah. They had to create something that they could, you know, they needed a reference point to what happened. So they created yeah. one. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. When I, when I showed this uh, newspaper article to my mother, 
her face turned white as a ghost. Wow. Yeah. I was showing her the real story. Yeah, uh, Rox just said she gets good vibes from you. She said, she said I get good vibes from Jim. He's a truther. I like to involve the audience now. They they, uh, they always have good questions. This next level ascension wanted to ask you. I'm just, he says, so I don't know if this is a he or she, but they say, so what would cause my past memories to be erased? Well, there's a couple of things. When you're born, there's a gelatinous uh, membrane that separates the two brain halves, which which protects you from remembering trauma from a past life, but it also prevents you from realizing who you were in your past life. So, but do you don't think that has to do with like soul contracts and stuff like that as to why we come into this matrix or whatever it is we live in? Well, there is, there is a soul contract, but that soul contract includes being born with this uh, gelatinous membrane between the two brain halves. So in a sense, you're agreeing to be born with no memory of your past life. Wow. And do you think we make an agreement to keep coming back here? Um, that would really depend on your actions when you're in this physical avatar. That's so interesting. Um, well, we've been going about 45 minutes. Is there anything else we, we, we want, you want to go over before we finish up for tonight? Or I, 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 We can keep going. I don't mind. I just don't know what else to talk about. Yeah, I, I just want to talk about the, the nature of this, this next download, which I believe is uh, going to happen all over the world. And the reason that it would happen is because we're kind of like back into a corner right now where – uh, in, in a lot of areas, you don't have any choice whatsoever. Uh, you know, it's either you do it or or you perish. So, like, uh, the, the need for a psychic download for, for a, a mystical weapon, which is a psychic ability, is greatly needed right now for everyone throughout the whole world. This is something that's needed. And I, I believe it's going to happen. So this would be like an evolutionary step for mankind, you're saying? Yeah. What about all the people that aren't ready for it? There's so many people that don't even believe in this stuff. You know what I mean? But then there's people like us who try to sharpen our abilities, whereas there's people who don't even think this is real. Well, they're going to uh, go bowling and play video games. <laughs> But they'll just be psychic when they do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, the, other, the other thing I wanted to say about this uh, down, this global download is that it's it's more like a, a shield, like a protective shield to stop, you know, dark entities from um, entering into your consciousness. Yeah, we had a question from the chat. We have a couple of questions from the chat. Um, SOSQHT, that's Maya. Hi, Maya. Thanks for your question. I love Maya. She's so cool. She's a good friend. She's a real good friend. She's like more close than you guys would even imagine. She's really, she's a really good friend. I talked to her. Is it, she's 
she did my past life regressions too. Maya did. And she's amazing. If you guys need a past life regression, go to Maya. She does amazing work at SOSQHC. But she wants to know, does Jim practice protection? I have a, um, I have three pieces of paper on three walls that say Zalona Stadi. What's that mean? It means evil spirits do not enter here. Okay, so that means you, you really believe in protection. Yeah, it's a mantra that comes from a Peruvian shaman. That's so cool. You know, yeah, you know about all this stuff. I mean, you really, uh, yeah. And then Rox wants to know, does he feel, let me see here, Rox. Hi, Rox. Rox is really cool, too. She says she's always in the chat. She says, does he feel that a lot of us will be opened up in our conscious all of a sudden? Yes. Okay. That, that's happening already. Um. I, th I think so. I think a lot of us are waking. I think the waking up process involves psychic abilities. If you ask me, I think when you wake up, you you not only wake up to your awareness being oh, you, okay. So you wake up to a greater awareness. Your consciousness is expanding, and that means you're increasing your awareness. But I think that also means you're waking up to psychic skills. I think your psychic abilities open up with consciousness expansion. Would you yeah, agree? We're, we're not we're not born psychics. So it has to come through a download. And sometimes the Kundalini wakes up from an accident. Yeah. I, I want to tell you about something that happened several years ago. Now that, you know, we're on this subject. Uh, the first time I talked to a friend of mine in Norway, his name is Gunnar. Um, we talked for about a half hour or so. And, uh, when, when the video chat ended, he started moving objects with his mind. I mean, like, just just all of a sudden, I know people can bend spoons and stuff. Yeah, I've heard he, that. he wasn't able to do it before we spoke. But he, he uh, all of a sudden, he picked up the ability. What do you think opened that up? Well, I, I think it comes from... Uh, the, the vibration of, you know, tonal vibrations of your voice, saying certain things with a certain vibration can activate something in the, in the subconscious. Uh, it can open up these psychic abilities just by hearing a person speak. Oh, I, I have a, I have a, I have an insane one about that. I never told you guys about this, but I'll tell you this. Like, you know, I read the Emerald Tablets of Thought. Right. So let me put this next question up. We have a we have another question, but I'll just tell you guys about the Emerald Tablets. If you guys read the Emerald Tablets, there's a point in it where, you know, Thoth says to protect you from darkness. Like you, you say these names. OK, and I'm going to say the names. And when you do it, it creates a it not only make, make does some kind of protection, but it also creates a brainwave vibration. And now these names are going to sound weird, but it's like it's good. So like it's in Tanis, Quertas, Chieton, Guyana, Quertal, Simveta, Ardal. Just look it up. If you don't, okay. That, when I just did that, I got a, a rush in my brain. It does something. It creates a brainwave vibration. And I, you just got to try it. If you, don't, if you don't remember what I said, look it up, Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Try it out for yourself. It's, it's insane. It doesn't last. It just creates like a, a small brain buzz. I don't know if it turns something on 
or if it ignites something. What do you think about that, Jim? Yeah, just by hearing what you just said, it it sounds very primal. Yeah. It's like, it's like a source energy uh, language. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's so much good information in those emerald tablets. I mean, no matter when they were made, whether it was Thoth or if it was just some great esoteric person, it just, it, 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 it has like unbelievable information, you know? Yeah, we're, we're still trying to understand these things. Yeah, um, we had a question from Diane, which she wants to know, do you offer any suggestions to prevent from psychic attacks? Well, one thing you can do is uh, if you have a lot of mirrors in your house, you either get rid of them or cover them up. Oh, you know what? That's so funny you said that. I remember Red Elk. Red Elk used to come on Art Bell all the time, and Red Elk would talk about that mirrors can trap thoughts. Do you believe the same thing? Yeah. Why is that? How can a mirror trap your thought? It, it's a doorway into another realm. Oh, yeah. That's why with, like, witches, when they do scrying, you know, scrying with a black mirror, they say yeah. that they can see into the future. Yeah, if you go into a, a room that has a mirror, and if you turn the lights off and it's pitch black, and if you stare into the mirror long enough, you'll see your shadow. That's so cool. Yeah, you can talk to your shadow. Well, what do you think our shadow is? Because, you know, there's like the shadow people. What do you think that all is all, all about? Well, it's it's an aspect of the uh, subconscious mind that we don't really know much about it because you, you have to have light all around you in order to see things. We got a comment. This is a cool comment. I, this is from Libby. She says she can bend silverware, did it first in the 90s with Uri Geller, who was on TV show. So I, I, that's cool that people in the audience have a bit. It seems like a lot of people in the chat have abilities, like SOSQHT has abilities, Libby has abilities, Rox has abilities. Like they all are open to their Claire's and, you know, and other stuff. Like I, I know Maya said she's open to her Claire's, and I think Rox is too. Or do you have all your Claire's, Jim, or would you say you're just like partial? Uh, I I get these downloads, you know, every now and then, and they last for a couple of weeks or a couple of years, but then they go away, and then sometime later I I get another download. And then and then what? Okay, and do, would you say that uh, that, that your abilities open up from that, or? Yeah, because like I said, I, I wasn't born with the psychic wiring, so I'm, I'm really not a psychic. Yeah. I I tell people I'm as psychic as a sledgehammer. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, you know, I don't want them asking me questions. You know, if you tell them you're psychic, they're going to want to know their future. Yeah, yeah, but well, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any other questions. Is there, is there anything else you wanted to go over before we finish up? Oh, wait. Someone had one more question. The Andromedan asked, why do people use their psionic abilities in their dreams but not in waking life? Well, it's, that's a good question. Um, I could probably put myself into that category because I have a lot of 
dreams that come true and are extremely vivid. And it, it seems more real to me in the dream state than it does in the awake state. That's so interesting. But I mean, do you think the dreams are just another reality or, or another form of reality? I think the dream state is a lot closer to to the source than being awake, you know, and, and the thinking mind in the awake state is, is more um, subject and influenced by deception and illusion. That's so cool. Um, Rocks asks, Rachel Rock says, mirrors in the room while sleeping, good if you want to have an out-of-body experience, question mark. Does it help or bad to have them in the room while sleeping? Mirrors are not good to have in, in any capacity. So, you know, in, in a sense, having a mirror is almost like having a Ouija board. Yeah, but what I mean, but what is it? What is I was always wondering about it. What is it about a Ouija board that gives it its power? That, that it, is it just like a, a portal tool? It's not the Ouija board. It's it's the person doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, they, they're inviting all these strange spirits, but you know, if you think about it, uh, you know, you see people walking up and down the street. They're strangers. You don't invite them into your house. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You don't invite strange people into your house. So why would you invite a spirit through a Ouija board? Yeah. Flixlove writes giving power away, maybe. Well, that's an issue. You know, uh, a lot of people give their power away and they, they say they say yes when they really mean no. That, you know, it's like having a, a hole in your auric field. And that's a portal. Anything can enter into that portal. That, yeah. That's why I'm saying I think that this download it, is going to happen globally. And it's going to be like a shielding or a protection that closes the portal. And that cuts off what? ETs, spirits? That the, the good spirits, you, you yeah. don't necessarily have to be in touch with good spirits, but you definitely want to close the portal to all the demons and all the evil ones. Yeah. This is uh, this is Libby. She has she says she has a this is pretty cool. She says never could wear a watch. Streetlights go off my whole life. Always had a healing energy via my hands. That's so cool. That is so cool. Like. I wish I had those abilities. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, she she has a very active auric field. Very active. Now, are you still able to see auras, colors, or, or do, is it like partially, or what would you say? No, the, the only thing I'm able to see is uh, traffic lights changing. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, all right. We we we, we go. Sorry, were you gonna say something else? No, uh, I I think we covered a lot of area. I think it sounded. Wait, we, we got one more. I'll take one more question. I think this has been fun though, asking answering questions from the audience. They th this is a really well versed audience. These people are very intelligent. They have 
they're very open-minded and they're very psychic and they're very uh they're just like enlightened enlightened individuals but um maya writes and thank you everybody for writing your questions i think this was a fun show like um we should do this more i'll, I'll try to get you guys involved more because you guys are very highly enlightened people i i love all of you um but she says maya says can jim talk about attic portals yeah the thing about addicts is uh they they tend to accumulate a lot of dirt and dust and this you know this dirty sort of dirt and dust atmosphere will attract very negative entities and they will come in not necessarily through a portal but they'll be there because of the dust and the dirt and they and they uh you know like a spirit can occupy anything that's physical okay so so like during the uh the renaissance uh period where they built the churches if you notice the difference between the way they built the, the doors and the windows the doors back then were shaped like this they come to a point on the top why is that because a spirit cannot sit on top of a doorway that is pointed oh that's cool okay but there are dark entities that can sit on top of a doorway, which is like this, you know, horizontal. And they sit there until someone comes walking through the door who's drunk. And then what? They just... They jump into the person. And and, and I was going to say, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to say, if someone's acting differently, like if you notice someone acting differently, then... Like say when you first met them, would you could you say they could have like some kind of entity attachment? Absolutely. And why why is that? Like I mean, if you could. Well, I mean, how how many liquor stores are in this country? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, a lot of liquor stores, and you know, a lot of booze getting guzzled. Yeah, but this is a this has been an amazing show. This was fun, Jim. This was awesome. Well, can you tell everybody where to find you and uh, if they want to get a dice code reading or if they want to get a palm reading or if they want to get some of your art or you know or however how do you you want them to contact you? And thank you, Jim. This is all. It's always awesome having you on the show. You're you're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know if you post the link to my Facebook. Uh, they can get in touch with me there. Okay. Well, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming. Thank everybody in the chat and thank Jim again. And uh, until next time, we'll see you guys. Have a yeah, good night. Good idea to do it live.